Episode two, the mission and my testimony. Hello, and welcome to the Bible and the Geek podcast. My name is Wendy Coop, and on this show, I help equip and empower women to discover their inner theologians and geek out on all things Bible and faith related. So welcome to the show. If you caught my explosive uh, inaugural episode on angel numbers, uh, you will know that I did not start off this podcast in a very traditional way. Usually you introduce the podcast, what it's about, you tell people what to expect, and then you start going into things that are, you know, make people clutch their pearls. But I did not do that. <laughs> I just went straight for the jugular and um, talked about angel numbers and whether or not they are biblical. Spoiler alert, they are not. Um, but if you would like to catch that episode, queue up episode one. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see it in the podcast playlist, and I will link the video in the description of the YouTube video. So today we are talking about my testimony and why I even created this podcast in the first place. But before we, but before we do, I just want to remind you that I have a free Foundations of Faith 21-day Bible reading plan that you can get at, found, at faithbibleplan.com. And like I said, it is free and you can use it to go through in 21 days, both the Old Testament and the New Testament on what you believe, why you believe it. And so it will help you communicate it with grace and confidence. So I would love for you to pick up a copy of that. Again, that's at faithbibleplan.com. So on to the story. Why am I here? What am I doing on this podcast and YouTube channel? Um, well, I let's start from the beginning. You know, I was born into a Christian household. Um, I'm from Baltimore city, a very urban part of Baltimore, and it is not uncommon for, uh, people to go to church where I live. So that's what we did. We went to church. Um, we went to my father's church growing up. So I went to a Baptist church, but it was not Southern Baptist. So, um, if you know anything about denominations, that should tell you, in fact, this is the kind of Baptist church that would have let a woman, uh, be pastor. Um, there were a number of churches in the black community that are like that. Um, mine happened to be one of them. So I grew up going to church. I went to Sunday school. I memorized verses like John 3, 16. And I thought that I knew who God was. And then I got to high school where I went to boarding school. And I realized that I did not know who Jesus was. Not really anyway. Like I knew him, but like, I didn't know him. Okay. So I was introduced to peers who seemed to know Jesus on a level that I was so jealous of. I was like, I want to know this man, Jesus. I want to know who he is. And I want to know, um, how you get to have this peace in your life because I was experiencing depression and anxiety. And these things would actually continue on for years. Um, but I wanted what they had. And so one day I prayed for Jesus to enter my heart. And even though I thought that I was already a believer and I was already baptized, I felt like I needed to make that prayer. Okay. And you know, the earth didn't shake and the mountains didn't move when that happened, but I felt at peace. 
and so going on through high school, I kept reading the Bible more. I was that, that, uh, kid people would come to when they had, uh, questions about the Bible. And I carried that on into college where I went to the United States Naval Academy. And if you did not know, the military still tends to err on the side of, of uh, being conservative. And the it is very easy to find other believers. So it was easy at the Naval Academy to get plugged into uh, extracurricular groups where I could explore my faith even more. So I tried out navigators. I tried out Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I tried out the Protestant Midshipmen Club. I tried the Baptist Student Union, which is where I ended up for years. Um, that was Southern Baptist. So I tried out all these things. And um, again, I thought I was pretty solid in my faith. My first year at the academy, my father died by suicide. And so that was a huge, huge test of my faith. And I, I experienced so much peace from the Lord during that time, during that week I was home and helping with my family. And, you know, I got back to school and did the things that I needed to do, but I experienced a tremendous amount of peace, the peace that in Philippians chapter four, Paul talks about the peace that surpasses all understanding. That is what I had following the death of my father. Um, so I thought I, you know, I thought I was doing well as a Christian, all things, all things good. And then I got on active duty. I graduated, went on active duty and discovered Catholicism. And this is totally an episode for another day, but suffice to say that I thought within Catholicism, I found true Christianity. I thought I found my true expression of faith. I thought I, I'd found within the rituals, um, a way to connect with God. And I was very comfortable saying the rosary. I was very comfortable, um, in the Catholic church. I converted to Catholicism in 28, not 2018, 2008 and started to teach religious education. And this is all because I thought I was going to be a nun or a sister rather. They're not exactly the same, but again, podcast for another day. But I thought that it was my calling in life to be a consecrated religious sister. Um, because I assumed I would not get married in, in the Catholic church. If you're not getting married, well, what are you doing? Um, consecrated religious life would be the next logical step. So I thought that's where I was supposed to be going. Uh, except I had too much debt. I could not enter a religious community with all the consumer debt that I had, Never mind the education debt but just the consumer debt alone. And I had no realistic means at that point of paying it off. So um, I gave up on the idea of being a religious sister. And in 2016, 2016, I started to be convicted about head covering. And to be honest with you, this was totally a reaction to what I perceived as uh, vanity within my community. I lived across the street from a beauty supply store and I, the prices that people paid to put other people's hair in their head and the amount of money it costs to get your hair done and 
and all of these things that people seem to value more than education, that they valued more than right living, that they valued more than God. I thought that was wrong. And it, I'm not saying it's right, but what I'm saying is, is that at the time I looked at it and I said, this is wrong. I need to take a stand. And so my stand was let's cover my head because covering your head is biblical, right? Again, podcast for another time. But I found enough scripture to convince me that throughout the world and throughout history, women mostly covered their heads and that this was a good thing to do. And in addition to covering my head, because my hair was short, so I, I had no long hair, um, in addition to covering my head, I would also dress more modestly. So I had long skirts, um, I had long sleeves, and I wore a giant cross around my neck so that people would not think that I was Muslim. Well, in 2016, I came across a book. You probably know where this is going, but I came across a book that basically asked the question, do you follow Jesus or do you follow Paul? And I really thought for a second, I was like, man, I think I've been following Paul. I haven't been following Jesus. So somehow I let that deception creep into my mind and into my heart so that it seemed like, and this is also because I went to a conference uh, for, I forget the name of the organization, but it was um, an Islamic council. And they were having a conference in downtown Baltimore. I hope you're following this whole story. It's very weird. Um, so I went to this conference and I saw people on fire for their faith. Something that I was not seeing in the Catholic church. And I for sure thought that I wasn't seeing it in the Protestant church. So when I saw this, I thought that there must be something to it. Kind of like when I was in high school and I saw all those people who were on fire for Jesus right? But I will tell you this, spoiler alert, my theology was not sound. Even though I had taught religious education, even though I thought I was going to be a religious sister, I thought I knew a lot about a lot of things. But my theology, my belief in God was not sound. And I had not been in the word like I should have been. I had not been doing the things that I had been doing. And so I was deceived into believing that the people of this other faith somehow had the answer that they somehow had answers to life questions uh and right living that i did not find within the christian church or specifically more specifically the catholic church and so i went deeper into the study of the islamic faith and decided that that's what i was going to do did i deny the divinity of jesus in my heart no i did not but as far as you could see, see and tell from the outside, I was Muslim. I, I wore the hijab. I, I, um, so I covered my head. I covered my neck. I had modest clothing. Um, I had a Quran. I had a prayer uh, rug. All the things. And this lasted for a year. Didn't eat pork. All of that. That lasted for a year. And I'll tell you what happened. Jesus spoke to me. And this happened when I was working at Amazon. Um, I had found a job working at Amazon. I was, um, it was a pretty solitary job. And 
I remember thinking to myself, as I was finding some random thing that someone had ordered from Amazon, I was like, man, remember the days when Amazon only sold books? Those were good days. <laughs> and so as I came across more and more books that I was picking for these orders, a lot of them were Christian books. And I thought to myself, you know, Jesus has always been the son of God. His divinity is undeniable. So, Wendy, why are you playing around and acting like you don't know that? Acting like you don't know that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. That it is not about ritual. That it is not about how many times you prayed that day. It's not about how many times you washed your body to be clean before you prayed or you said specific words or said them in a specific language. None of those things matter. What matters is the truth that Jesus is the son of God. And he did what he said he came to do, which was to die for my sins in my place to be the propitiation for my sins. That is what matters because if that is true, that changes everything. It changes everything and it liberates me from the man-made rules of religion. And so that day in Amazon at my workstation in 2017, I recommitted my life to God because, you know, I don't know what would have happened to me otherwise. But it's like Jesus said to me, who am I? Who do you believe that I am? And if you believe I am who I say that I am, what are you going to do with that information? And so I had to act on that information. And from that day forward, I was no longer um, about any other faith except my Christian faith. Was I a long way from being a theologian? <laughs> of course. But I was, at least I was back. I felt like I was back in the arms of God. Like God was just waiting for me this whole time to say, hey, you know, we've been waiting for you to come back. Just like the prodigal son. Just like the story of the prodigal son. So that was 2017. 2019, I got married um, and my husband and I left the Catholic church for some other issues. Again, another podcast for another day. Um, but we became... Uh, Protestant. And we looked into me becoming a pastor, maybe founding a church. We know that I did not found a church. Um, I did not do that. Um, but we did eventually move to Florida. I became a church intern and I was able to enter seminary at Liberty University. So I'm currently in seminary at Liberty University. I'm studying applied ministry slash chaplaincy and counseling. And I am active in my local church, um, particularly with the church care team, where I get to minister to others who are, um, who, who are hurting in some way or navigating life storms. So that goes well with my studies and as a chaplain and my studies in pastoral counseling. So that was like the 15 minute reader's digest version of how Wendy ended up where she is in her faith. But why this podcast? Okay. So this podcast and this 
YouTube channel came about because I had tried many different ways and many different things to be a Christian blogger, to be a Christian author. I want to be a speaker, all these things that I wanted to do. And I thought that it would be too hard for me to just have a channel all about Bible study or all about theology or all about Jesus. Even though I saw other people doing the same thing, I, for some reason, thought that wasn't for me. And I thought that I had to be sneaky about Jesus and that I had to do a personal finance channel and sort of incorporate faith over there. So if you found me from my Savvy Budget Girl channel, that's how you ended up here because I thought that Savvy Budget Girl was the way to get people to Jesus. But as I watch world events, as I watch the news, as I watch people who are so lost, and I look at how lost I was, and I didn't even know I was lost. I didn't know I was lost because I didn't know what I didn't know. But being deceived because I did not know God, because I did not have a right understanding of what I believed and why I believed it, that to me breaks my heart. And so when people are deceived because foundationally something is wrong, well, it causes the whole house to crumble if you've got a bad foundation. If you've built your faith on a house of cards, it takes nothing but a strong wind to blow it all down, right? So I started the channel to because I, I wanted to, people to know the truth. Because I felt like, and I still feel, that if you know the truth, as Jesus said, the truth will set you free. If you, as the Bible says, if you honestly search for the Lord, he will be there. He will reveal himself. You know, it's not like he went anywhere. We are the ones who distance ourselves from God. But I started this channel so that nobody else would end up how I was. So that if you find yourself confused or questioning, then you can go back to the foundations of your faith and say, this is what's true. Let me examine everything in light of the cross, not how I feel, but what did God do? Did he do what he said he was going to do? Is he reliable? Is he consistent? Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? And the answer to all those questions is yes. And so because the answer to all those questions is yes, I feel like it is my, <laughs> to quote Loki, I've been gloriously burdened with this message and this um, need to give other women the ability to be grounded in their faith, to know what you believe and why you believe it so that when the lies come, so that when things seem like they're true, like they're 99% true, but then there's that one thing that's not quite true, you can spot that falsehood and say, you know what? That's not true. That's not of God. We are called to do that. So this is my way of helping uh, equip Christian women. It's not just about pretty Bibles and highlighters and journaling and things like that. This is about really getting you to understand what you believe. And I'll say it again, why you believe it. And so that you can communicate it gracefully and confidently because I was not confident for so long. 
I lacked grace for so long and it led me astray for a year. And thank God I was protected during that year and that I came back to a saving knowledge of Christ. But how many are still being led astray? How many times have you had a conversation with a friend or a family member who believes in the law of attraction or numerology or reads their horoscope every day or doesn't understand that Jesus is the only way to God? What do you do in those situations? And so I created this YouTube channel and subsequent podcast to reach more women of faith, to equip you, to empower you, to encourage you, and sometimes to entertain you. <laughs> um, but it is here as a resource for you. I have been blessed many times over with the ability to have spent 11 months as a church intern, to go to seminary, to do the things. And now I'm going to pass on all of those things to you. And so that is what this podcast is about. That is what the YouTube channel is about. So there are extra videos over on the YouTube channel that are not podcast episodes. So I would encourage you to check that out. My YouTube channel will be linked in the show notes if you're listening to the audio. Um, and if you are watching this on YouTube, just take the time to explore some of the other videos on the channel, you know, in the Bible study for beginners playlist or, or things like that. So that is what we are here for. And so in pursuit of that, I will be creating more Bible studies. I will be um, getting us together as a community. I will be sharing commentaries and, and books that I'm reading and things like that so that you have the benefit. Like, I don't want to keep all this to myself. I need you to know what I'm learning so that you can take it and run with it and be impactful in your family, among your friends, at your workplace, you know, in your business, in your local church, all of the things. So that is my mission. That is my testimony. That is why we are here at Bible and the Geek. So I want to thank you for sticking with me through this episode. I know that there was a lot going on and a lot of times I said that's for a future episode, but thank you for sticking with me. Again, my name is Wendy Koop. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And if you are listening to the audio of this, be sure to follow the show in your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. And if you are interested in that faith, Foundations of Faith Bible reading plan, just go to faithbibleplan.com. It is completely free. Again, that is faithbibleplan.com. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Take care and God bless.